0: And welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Taylor Reeves, alongside my other co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. the Commissioner, and welcome to episode 55. Jacob, how are you doing this evening, man? My heart is is in pain
1: because in the OG League, I'm currently the number seven team, even though I have the number one scoring team in the league. It's so, okay. Brighter, brighter days are ahead, hopefully. I looked at my next four matchups, and I'm pretty sure I should go 4-0. But crazy things have happened. I mean, it, man. Casey's number one in the league, so we know crazy things happen all the time.
0: <laughs> oh, congrats, Casey! That's good, man. I, I and I think I'm six right now in the OG. I've, I've been yep. focusing so much on on the uh, the Empire League, which I'm still a little upset about, but I understand the tiebreaker. That I feel like uh, not Cincinnati, but Michigan State. It's like I just beat Michigan, but I'm still ranked behind them. You know, I'm just saying, listen, Jan's are are tied and he he got the tiebreaker because of points, but (sighs) I just beat him. I mean, that
1: points mean that you are more successful over a longer period of time in fantasy football. In fantasy football, there's the defense might score 12 points.
0: Okay. Okay. well, hopefully next week I win. I just keep climbing. I just you just got to win. I've climbed from 11 to seven in three weeks. So if I can continue that by the end of, uh, you know, the playoffs in like that same span moving into the playoffs, I should be in the top three.
1: Well, we know there's an L coming your way in week 12 when you play me. So, oh, I may have a few tricks up my sleeves. What are you going to do? Pull someone off of waivers?
0: No, no. There was some people that are available now to trade. So. Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. Likely story.
0: <laughs> All righty. So today we, we tease this a little bit on Tuesday's podcast, but I thought we'd go ahead and get right into it. Cause I don't really have a whole lot of news uh, to look at other than, you know, the Kyler Kyler Murray watch and Deandre Hopkins watch to see if they're going to play this week. And in the Seahawks are apparently, uh, uh, dead, dead on rising um, OBJ in his, um, performance for the Rams, his showcase was not that great. He, uh, he had two catches for 18 yards and I think Matthew Stafford forgot how to throw the football. Um, cause the Manning cast was roasting him alive.
1: I mean, it's Peyton and Eli. You should listen to those two, but um, I'll name off a couple of things. I thought, saw that was kind of interesting. Uh, Cordero Patterson was listed as, you know, a limited if because uh, the NFL is weird like they the Falcons didn't practice today but yet they're basically saying if we would have practiced he would have been a limited guy today so just keep a watch on Cordero Patterson because if he plays I mean he's probably worth playing just because he's how that offense moves Elijah Mitchell broke a finger in the game last night Oof. Uh he they're saying that he should be able to play but you never know so I mean if Jermichael Hastie is floating out there or you know yeah, no, not, don't, not Trey Sermon. Don't do that. Jermichael Hastings out there or Jeff Wilson Jr., pick one of those up. Uh, Damian Harris did come back to practice on Tuesday, still trying to work through the concussion protocol. Then, something that I saw earlier is that currently Mike Tomlin said that the Steelers are planning on playing their upcoming game against the Chargers without Ben Roethlisberger, without uh, the defensive Watt brother. I forgot his name, TJ Watt. No, that's the, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. TJ Watt. And then also without another one of their players still due to COVID. So there's that Steelers might go in there with a bunch of backups.
0: But other than that, like you said, crickets. And well, I mean, Le'Veon Bell was released today. Like Um, I said, crickets. (laughs) So there was that piece of news, but we did tease on Tuesday about Discussing our way too early uh, rookie draft. And yes, I realize it's November, but we are football addicts. And so I consume college football almost as much as I do the NFL. And so I thought it would be fun for us to go over our top 10 picks, especially as we were talking about in the pre show about, um, you know, how the trade deadline is coming up. So if people are looking to trade first round draft picks, this is what you're potentially going to be going after. Now we will preference this by putting out a warning or a label November. (laughs) Well, not only that it's November, but also these, not all of these players have declared yet. So obviously if they're like a fifth year player, Fifth year senior, they should be, but I don't know how the COVID rules are working. So they may get another year. You know, just because they're a fifth redshirt senior doesn't mean that they're not going to get a sixth year. So keep that in mind with these rankings. But I'm I'm sure we're going to get uh, filleted at some point over this. Period. I mean, I, I don't even care.
1: I'm ready. Like I love the in season weekly grind, but I also love the off season draft prep, especially for dynasty teams, just because like you're looking at these guys, you're over analyzing. You're putting your heart into it, and like that's how I traded up in multiple leagues to get Jamar Chase because I loved him, I loved him, and I wanted him, so I got him. And
0: yes, Taylor, he's still on my roster. I know, I know. All right, just let you know. I know. Let's all right. Let's get into it. So these are hot off the press. Uh, this is from ESPN Plus. Yes, we do have the Disney bundle package. Uh, come at me, bro. Um, it's for the anyways. Mandalorian, okay? <laughs> Uh, and that's this what, list I, that's is, what I keep telling myself as I'm watching Monsters Inc. with my wife. So no,
1: I respect that. That's a that's a very respectable choice. Was, also, th- This is a Todd McShay's list, so yep. we this is not ours. We're ripping off of him, but I'm giving him credit for the list that he created. So good job, Todd. Since <laughs> we're clearly on a first name basis. Yeah. Also, Todd. not a
0: sponsor, but should be. He totally should be. Misfit, misfit fantasy football brought to you by Todd McShay.
1: <laughs> no longer misfits. <laughs>
0: All righty, so the uh, quarterback top 10 list here, we're just going to name some notables here. The, the top five look, uh, you know, look very notable from what you see on a day-to-day basis on Saturdays, sorry, weekly basis. Got a lot of day quill in me. Um, first, uh, first ranking, we have Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, who has been playing phenomenal. He's been playing lights out. He You know, they're comparing him to the Joe Burrow scenario where he finally figured it out his fifth year. Which I, I agree with that that Pittsburgh team I feel like is playing above expectations, but also the ACC in general is kind of down this year. I mean, we were hoping for Sam Howell, and Sam Howell is still in the top five here. Um, so those are the two notable ones I feel like coming out of the ACC or yeah, but, the ACC. But is Kenny Pickett still dropping
1: bombs? That is true. He still is. Yeah. In which case, I do not care <laughs> because yes, there is a level of competitive play, but at the same time, Kenny Pickett's been doing it on everybody. Even uh, didn't who they played Notre Dame earlier this season, right? Uh,
0: I believe they did. And they beat, pretty, they beat Tennessee and Tennessee is a heck of a football team right now. They've, they've got their crap together.
1: But I mean, it's just one of those things. If he's like good at uh, Malik Willis from Liberty, he's my favorite quarterback so far, just because you want to talk about dominating like, yes, he is at Liberty, which is a lower school. And I know I just came to the defense of the ACC, but like Liberty is an actual small school. But yet, Malik Willis is doing what you have to do in those small, tiny schools, and you have to destroy the world, and that's what he's done week in and week out. Um, there's not really anyone else that jumps on this list except for a. There's a name that's not on the list that cracks me up, and it's a you know the one point in time Heisman front runner now the backup OU sooner quarterback Spencer Rattler.
0: The yeah. uh, probably the Suck future, <laughs> probably the future Miami quarterback, honestly. Um, there, there's two other names I wanted to point out real quick. Matt, um, Port- Matt Corral. Yeah. yeah. He he's uh, he's been playing lights out. I loved watching him this weekend against AM. and he he's had some really gutsy performances over the last couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to him against Mississippi state in the egg bowl on Thanksgiving day. So that'll definitely be one to, to keep on the lookout. And then the other player I wanted to mention, on this list was uh, Jack Hayner from Fresno State. He just sounds like a prototypical NFL backup quarterback. <laughs> that they're like, this dude, he's gonna be great for the team. Like he played with like some crazy hip. He had that great comeback against UCLA. I, I remember watching mm-hmm. the highlights and seeing that UCLA lost to them, and it was like overtime. It was one of those ones that was over at 30 in the morning. you know, just going, why, why couldn't this been on? You know, in in the uh, central time zone, so I could have seen this. But uh, yeah, he just sounds like a prototypical backup quarterback. So if you're needing someone, um, you know, to be able to have on your list down the list, down the line, oh my gosh, Or It's okay. <laughs> like, a, you know, he's, anyways, yeah. But so move, we'll jump into running
1: backs. I mean, the number one running back is Brees Hall. He's, he hasn't looked as great as the expectations this season, but at the same time, he's still looked, he still looks good. Um, Right now, I think my number one guy, I might be just falling for the moment, but Kenneth Walker the third. I loved what I've seen from him this year. I mean, he transferred over from – was it Wake or was it Vandy? Uh, Wake. So he transferred over from Wake Forest and just is having a revolutionary season. I mean, he is how that offense functions. And every time I see him play, he does something that stands out. So with me, he's passing the eye test. He's someone I'm very high on. And even though I currently don't have any first-round draft picks in the OG League, I'm probably going to try to pursue one if he decides to declare this year. So that's me. I love Kenneth Walker. Yep. Um, another guy, I mean, Abram Smith from Baylor. He's, he's been, he, killing mm, he's been making a name. Like he probably won't get drafted in the first three rounds. But that's another guy that I'll be looking at and to see where he lands. Cause I mean, with all of these players, what we're watching is where do they get drafted at? Because if they go to somewhere where like, you know, Brees Hall goes and he gets drafted to, we'll just say Carolina. He ain't playing a lick because he's behind CMC. Or if he goes to Pittsburgh, he's behind Najee. He's not playing. But if he goes to somewhere like, you know, maybe the Falcons or potentially like the Dolphins or potentially somewhere where he's going to get a lot of work, all Seattle. of a sudden they become, yeah, Seattle, they become very, very interesting. So, But those are the two names that kind of jump off to me that I am the most interested in. It's Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State and Abram Smith out of Baylor.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the names that jump out for me, is besides those that you spoke of, was the, uh, the SEC running back. So uh, Isaiah Spiller from AM, and uh, he's definitely been carrying that offense. I know they talk a lot about Calzada, their quarterback, and how he's been playing admirably, but you really have to get the running game going. And I, Isaiah Spiller is really, I feel like, being overlooked in some aspects. I know he's number two in this ranking, but I'm talking about overall in the drafting prospectus. Um, and then the other two, um, you can't go wrong with Georgia running backs, uh, name a few Deandre. Uh, Swift, <laughs> Sony, Michelle, uh, Nick Chubb. So I'm, I'm just, look, just saying Todd, Todd, Gurley. Yeah. Y- you see what I'm saying? Like the, y- it's kind of give and take. So on this, the good thing is you have two Georgia names in your top 10 rankings mm. or, or sorry, in Todd's rankings, he's got James cook and then Zamir white. Um, I think either one of those are very admirable, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting year for running backs. And especially if you're able to get one that goes to a running back starved team, like maybe mm-hmm. Baltimore, like I know they have no, a lot of people. J.K. Coming.
1: Dobbins is coming back and,
0: and, and Gus, but I'm just saying they no. may want to bring them in. I mean, that's what they've been saying about Seattle. They're like, Chris Carson has this thing locked up. But if he continues to get injured, all I'm saying it, like, I understand. I
1: they had freak injuries. They tore an ACL.
0: It's not like they're getting okay. hurt every week, week in, week out. True. But I also feel like, you know, I, I don't mean to bring up this wound, but Cam Akers, like, if he doesn't come How back to 100%. you? And as we've seen with Sony, Michelle, it'd be like, Hey, we, we brought this Georgia player over. Why don't we just draft this other one in the fifth round and call it good? Cause we don't have anyone till the third day. Anyways, if I'm less neat, you know what I'm saying? Like, so anyways, I mean, it's, it's possible. You never know. Uh, go to, go to wide receivers. I did running backs first. Okay. So um on wide receivers, you got a couple, you got a lot of big 10 players here. Um, So like Georgia is for running backs, Ohio State is for wide receivers. So the uh, the tandem of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave really jump out to me, and then also uh, Traylon Burks. I mean, we we're talking about this in the uh, mm. the uh, the pre the pre show. Traylon me, the Burks is literally the Arkansas's passing offense.
1: <laughs> he's just he's so good, and he's six three, like two thirty. He looks like a tight end, but he runs like a you know, like I said earlier, he runs like a five eleven, a buck eighty player. That dude can fly, and so I'm. I'm in very interested to see where Traylon Burks goes, because I feel like he's going to be one of those superstar players or fourth string players. It's going to take yeah. the right spot, the right coach, the right system. It's going to take his involvement, getting more of a developed route tree. But, you know, I, I do love Traylon Burks. He's he's fantastic. Uh, David Bell from Purdue. He's a guy that, you know, people have been talking about for a couple of years now. And so he's just, I mean, he's 6'2", 205. He's got some height on him. And so he's huge. Like he just kind of fits the bill of someone that a lot of NFL teams are going to look to. And then I think one, this is just, yes, it's not a homer choice, I promise. But one, like, way deep down the roster guy that I think has a chance is OSU's uh, D. Martin, or Tay Martin. Yeah. Because he's showed great body control when he's in Washington State. He shows great body control at Oklahoma State. He can get open consistently. He can make the tough contested catches. He's someone that I might use a third round pick on, just because. I mean, what, a what happens? There, yeah, yeah. What happens if? Because we've he's just produced at two separate schools and like Washington State's nothing special. Like he put up numbers against
0: big powerhouses like USC, Oregon, and he was so, there like when that. Mike Leach was head coach. Yeah, and we know with Mike Leach. He likes his wide receivers and he's very particular about who he brings into the, his systems.
1: Yep, so that, that's my one like way out there dart throw. We'll see what happens.
0: All righty. So moving into tight ends. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know any tight ends. I don't really pay attention to them. So Jalen, Jalen Watermeyer from A&M, like he's, uh, you know, obviously I've been watching a lot of SEC football. Uh, the the missus is from Arkansas. And so uh, y- you got to keep up with her team, you know? And uh, they've they've been doing really well this year. But Jalen Watermeyer, he is a he's very similar to Traylon Burks in the sense of he is a big body that is running down the speed uh, down the field and has he he has sneaky speed and he he makes he has pretty decent body control. Uh, so I see him being an interesting pick. I don't know much about Trey McBride from Colorado State because I don't have CBS Sports to be able to watch. I mean, I'm looking at his stats, conference.
1: it's it's pretty salty. So, over 2021, he's got 78 catches, 919 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. Sounds like he's the offense. <laughs> he's averaging 11 yards um, per reception. So, I mean, Jeez. once again, I haven't really paid attention to tight ends yet because, for me, tight end is the most position that is dependent on where they go. Right. So, like, I won't pay attention to these guys probably until they get drafted. Is that bad of me? Yeah.
0: Do I care? No. Um, And then the two other tight ends that I noticed was Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio state. I remember him having last year, a really big game against Clemson. And I know that he is a huge proponent of that Ohio state passing attack right now. That's just been lighting up the field with CJ Stroud. And then the other uh, tight end is uh, Charlie Kohler uh, from Iowa state. That dude has been there forever. And he Mm -hmm. it's like him, Brees hall and Brock Purdy is that offense. (laughs) Like he is the number one pass catcher and, you know, they've had some decent wide receivers that have come out of that group with uh, like Mike Lazard, who's, you know, in green Bay. And then they had, shoot, who was the other one? Oh, David Montgomery. Uh, You know, obviously he was a running back, but he was also a pass catcher also. Um, So it's, it's definitely some interesting pieces to keep a look at. And as we said, you know, back in April with Pat Friermuth, doesn't hurt to have a decent pass catcher. So keep a lookout on those college football prospects and rankings. It never hurts to start doing some research on that and figuring it out.
1: Yeah. we And we bring that up just because, you know, with trade deadlines approaching in the dynasty leagues that, you know, we're kind of talking over, this is what you're looking at potentially whenever you're trading for a first round pick, whenever you're trading away a first round pick. So you kind of have to weigh it into the thought process. Now I will say this, a lot of the draft pundits have come out and said that the 2022 class is like it's kind of like a gritty class. It's offense, offensive line, defensive line, defensive playmakers. And then the offense is just kind of there. Meanwhile, like the past two drafts, everyone's been, holy crap, this is an offensive explosion. Yeah. So you kind of also have to play that in mind with the 2020 draft, 2022 draft class with offensive players might not be, you know, you probably won't find a Jamar Chase. You probably won't find a Najee Harris in right. this upcoming class. But that's not to say it's not possible. It's just the likelihood's not
0: necessarily there. Yeah, and, and gritty is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you may not be getting that guy that's going to be getting you twenty points a game, but, no, but you, if you tell if me you I'm drafting that guy gets eight to thirteen points a game, if you're
1: telling me I'm drafting exactly someone in the first round who's going to get me ten points on my roster for the next three years, yeah, I'm all about that life. You know, ten points consistently, yeah, that's that gives your team a floor, yeah, but. Anyways, that's that's for off season. whenever we are freaking out over the small, tiny details. Yeah, it's like February 27th.
0: What the heck? What, what is Look, going on with this mock draft?
1: I'm I'm going to be that person and I'm OK with that. We're going to be throwing our stuff
0: across the room. Be like that's when we, <laughs> we need to have a YouTube.
1: That's when you have a YouTube channel is when we start throwing stuff
0: across the room. Yep. Hashtag grow the show. People grow the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right, so let's get into playoff watch. Um, It's getting it's getting tight and it's shaping up a lot better, but also at the same time, it's really going to come down to the wire.
1: Yeah. So with the OG League, things are getting kind of dicey because so, Casey, congratulations, you are number one in the league for some reason. More power to you. I looked at your schedule. My God, am I jealous? Uh, (laughs) Austin, he's lost. Two games in a row since Derrick Henry went out, and I don't think that's a shocker. Uh, Colby is rolling strong at a seven and three record, which honestly, props to him. I was hoping he would lose. He is eighth in scoring, which is kind of something that kind of shows is a little bit of an, an anomaly, but it is what it is. Chris is six and four. He's fourth in scoring. Dayton is six and four. He's fifth in scoring. Then you are sixth at six and four with seventh in scoring.
0: Then I'm, just, I'm batting my average right now.
1: Then just. <laughs> Knock, knock, knocking on the door is your boy at five and five who has the number one scoring team in the freaking OG League. I'm not upset about it. Not at all. Stupid football anyways. Chaz is also there at five and five, ninth in scoring. is four and six uh, with eighth in scoring. So I think the OG League, what it's really going to come down to is pretty much from Chris South. So it's Chris, Dayton, Taylor, which is you. And then oh, myself. You got, yeah, okay. you. I should probably so I think listen. It, those four teams right there are most likely going to be the ones that can switch in and out because like, I'm just a game behind and I will have the scoring tiebreaker over everybody at this current moment. And so, and like, I haven't looked at Colby's schedule yet. Maybe next week when we do playoff watch, I'll throw in cut their next upcoming matchups. Yeah. But uh, it's just kind of one of those things of it's still pretty open. I think Casey's almost locked. I think Austin is probably locked just because he scored a lot of points when he had Derek Henry, but from three to about seven, I think is going to be switching in and out, in and out. Because I know I play Ch- I play Cacho next week, I play Chaz, I play Chris, then I play Colby.
0: I should win at least two, and I feel confident about the other two, <laughs> but you never know. I, all I'm imagining is Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball, and that's just playing as the weeks go on. Oh, listen, <laughs> i, I I will just
1: fully disclose this. If it's week 12 and I lose against Cacho and Chaz, I am selling either Dalvin cook or Austin Eckler. I am selling Deandre. The highest bidder? Okay. I am selling Stefan. I, I get Kobe, rid of everybody. Set your
0: lineup. I need Dalvin cook.
1: <laughs> How many first rounders you got? Cause I'll do it. But that's kind of, that's kind of situation with the OG league. Uh, we'll bump down to stranger danger, which I'm much more happy with. I mean, I'm first at eight and two second league in scoring. Ben eight and two, fifth in the league. Austin, twenty-two, is six and four with third. Uh, Dylan five is six and four with six in the league in scoring. Then all McCoy holding in strong five and four, 11th in the league in scoring. Then Kelton just squeaking his way in five and five, being the number one scorer in the league. Uh bubble teams, we got the doctor and we got C Bruce just kind of hanging out. And that that's
0: that's all that really has a shot at this current moment. Sorry, the bubble teams are screwed up. <sighs> they are
1: yeah, fix them. The, Let's talk about the other one.
0: Sorry, let me let then me make good. a stat correction on that. Sorry about that, fellas. You you're perfectly fine. I forgive you, but they don't. Uh, I think I can hear Kelton well, screaming
1: at me. But so, I think in Stranger Danger, I think myself and Ben are basically locked in with playoffs. Um, I don't really think anything's going to change there because our teams are rolling. We're doing good, but. From third place all the way down to, oh, let's just take a little look-see here. From third place, traveling all the way down to, I'm going to say, honestly, ninth, there's a shot because you got a six and four team, then you got four and sixteen. team. That, that's, that's it. That's the difference between third and ninth. That's a very overcomable amount for pretty much any team. So if I'm taking my bets, I think Kelton will be in because I think he's... I mean, he is the best scoring team in the league so far. I think Dylan five will stay, but I kind of think Jance is going to come creeping in. I think he's going to make it into like the six or the five spot. And I think all McCoy and ooh, pra, hmm, I think all McCoy is dropping out. And other than that, I have to really go back in and deep dive.
0: I'm getting ready but, to tank this thing. I'm at three and seven. So, I mean, I got some, I got some trades for me. I can take some players. <laughs> But I think I think think Stranger Danger is going
1: to kind of get interesting as we get closer to it. But like I said, I think one and two is locks. I think anywhere
0: from three to nine. So anybody's game. And and, go ahead. I was just going to say stack correction. Um, So Al McCoy is six and four, not five and four. My apologies. Uh, The doctor is five and five and uh, C. Bruce is four and six. I mean, it's. I didn't it changes it a little bit,
1: but I still understand by what I said.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, yeah, I no. agree. I don't I don't think it <clears throat> it changes too much. And then all right, talk, talk now, to me about my favorite league.
1: I say now we're gonna get to the one that you really care the most about. Freaking Empire League, baby. It's getting saucy. Yeah, it is. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five. You have five teams at five and five. That goes from fourth to eight. Then even ninth and tenth, like they're four and six. So they're one game out of fourth place. Okay. So currently how the standings look, it's I'm number one at uh, eight and two with number one in the league in scoring. C Bruce is second with seven and three. The is seven and three with fourth in the league in scoring. Dylan five is five and five with third scoring. Casey is five and five with the fifth amount of most amount of points. Jance is five and five with the sixth most amount of points. You're seven with five and five, Judy is five and five with the ninth scoring. It's a lot of five and fives. Okay. Then you got Ira and Kelton back there at four and six in the bottom half of the league in scoring. But the thing is, let's, let's look at the week 11 matchup. So I'm playing Jance this week. Okay. Please beat them. You listen, everybody that's <laughs> down there is cheering for me to win.
0: Hey, this one, this week I'm cheering for you next week. Screw you. <laughs> I respect that. I really do.
1: You're playing Ira. You should handle that one pretty no, simply. No, no,
0: no, no, no. No, we take everybody seriously. No, I just jinx me. Why?
1: Because I'm, I'm the devil. Why'd you do this? Don't do that. <laughs> well, so then you have Bruce and the doctor are playing for second <laughs> second place in the league, basically, which I think that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh Judy's got to take care of Dayton, but Dayton's team's gotten healthy. I while I don't think he's going to be in the playoffs, I think he can screw some people out of the playoffs, which is just as fun for me to watch.
0: I feel like that's honestly the role he wants to play this year. Is that's just... the role
1: I usually play in our <laughs> OG league, I'll be honest. Even though I make it to the playoffs, usually it's because I flip the bird to someone and they can't get in the playoffs. Yep, and you're like, I'm locking it down. Pretty much. Uh, then I think probably the most pivotal matchup for playoff seating is Casey's playing Kelton this week. I need Kelton and- to win. I'll just briefly run through their lineup right now. uh, Casey's got Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Ricky Seals Jones, Russell Gage, Michael Gallup, Dallas defense. (gasps) Then Kelton has Heineken Wentz, Devonta Freeman, Elijah Mitchell, Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean, he had some people that went on bye week but I mean, I, it doesn't look promising for you because on the bench, he has T Higgins, which will come up into a starting lineup. He also was Damien Harris, where if he plays, he'll probably come up in a starting lineup. But you look over at um, Casey's team, he has DeAndre Hopkins sitting on the bench waiting to see if he gets cleared. <sighs> so Kelton's going to have to make some sort of move in order to improve his odds. But I mean, it's, it's fantasy football. I've seen crazier things happen. I need Elijah
0: Mitchell to go off.
1: As of right now, it's looking like Casey's going to be six and five and might just bump Casey or Kelton from the
0: playoffs. Uh, No, because he's been clawing like Casey's been teetering. And I've been like, come on, I'm climbing back into this thing.
1: I mean, listen, it's from the top of the mountain. It looks really fun looking down there, seeing what's happening.
0: (laughs) Look, right now, I I have been in a castle for three weeks. I'm on rations. Like, (laughs) if you don't believe in this thing, get the F out
1: get out i mean i kind of feel like you know the greek gods sitting on mount olympus just like oh yeah that sucks for greece you're getting attacked by sparta again
0: <laughs> yep. idiots yeah but i'm basically sparta <laughs> i'm like a caged animal i'm paranoid
1: no dude, you should be you should be persia or coming maybe... through there about to kick sparta in the teeth
0: yeah but it didn't work out for persia remember the 300 yeah they eventually got through yeah, I guess so. But the, it's, it's probably just the day quill talking.
1: Probably, but that was the playoff watch. We'll keep you updated. I think next week I'm going to put some extra time into this and put on like the next couple matchups since yeah. after like next week is week 11. There's only three matches left
0: before playoff starts, okay? Maybe so, a potential bonus episode if we get some potentially here, maybe a Sopapia cheesecake recipe.
1: If we get a Sopapia cheesecake or a pumpkin spice roll recipe or whatever, yep. I will do a freaking bonus pod where we will go in depth with the playoffs. I will do it by myself if I have to. Yep. I will put mathematic probability to it. Like I'll I'll go out the wazoo, Okay. We'll we'll put ESPN college football playoff rankings to shame. <laughs> Well, that's not hard. That's just using common sense. Ooh, ooh, from the rafters. <laughs> Dropping the elbow.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, if we get a paywall, I'll, I'll break down the, uh, the top 15 cornerback rankings for the 2022.
1: Yeah, dude, let's get a Drop. Patreon going. Come on. I'll take my shirt off for five bucks.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Alrighty, well, with that, I think we're professionals.
1: We're going to, we're gonna go, to segue. Quick,
0: <laughs> we're gonna go to a quick commercial break, uh, and when we come back, hopefully, we'll have things more. We won't. We no. won't. I'll let you know. Just... Have this thing back on the rails. <laughs> nope, misfit fantasy for life. We
1: don't know what the rails are. <laughs> I spit on the rails.
0: <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, the week eleven. Uh, preview picks which by the way i have uh come all the way back from the depths of hell and have <laughs> taken my place with my one game lead right no we're tied okay oh, okay we're tied even with the tie which cracks me up <laughs>
1: listen <laughs> you're copying my picks anyways move on whatever whatever let's
0: let's get out of here let's go to commercial all righty see you back after this commercial break and welcome back Welcome to episode 55 as we break down the new Taylor Swift CD. No, I'm and, just kidding.
1: No, and we also are applying for our AARP card in
0: retirement, potentially. I mean, we're 55 now. Hey, open re- enrollment just closed today. So I hope everyone <coughs> closed out their insurance. All right, let's get into this thing. All right, let's quit quit screwing around. Let's put on our thinking caps. Let's do this thing. Got my cup of water here. Can you take another shot of Dayquil or something? <laughs> no, it's water. That's what I'd say too. No, it is. It is. It really
1: is. Uh huh. Anyways, New England Atlanta go.
0: Yeah, I uh, New England at Atlanta. I think New England is going to win. Uh, that team is a well-oiled machine right now. They are very methodical. They. As Bill Belichick puts it every week, do your job. And that is exactly what they're doing. Nothing more, nothing less. They're getting the job done and eviscerating teams as of late. And I fully expect that to happen. And I know the Falcons got killed last weekend against the Cowboys. I think they'll have a better showing, but I think the Patriots are going to come out on top. I
1: I agree with you. I think the New England Roman phalanx of just step-by-step, you know, shield, jab, move on. I think it's going to keep on rolling. Uh, something to watch is if Damian Harris isn't able to play, I think Ramon Jerry Stevenson is a slam play. Yep. Um, other than that, there's not really one from the Patriots. I'm excited to start, except for maybe Mac Jones. I mean, I think I'll we'll have a respectable game from the Falcons. You're watching Cordero Patterson. If he plays, if he does, I think you play him. You're starting Kyle Pitts every week. And then that's that game in a nutshell.
0: All right. so our next matchup here. We have the green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Aaron Rodgers is back, uh, and as you know, that team definitely needs Aaron Rodgers, and that Green Bay Packers defense is getting healthy. And so it's definitely going to give more opportunities for guys like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and, of course, A.J. Dillon uh, to have more opportunities to score touchdowns.
1: Yep, you're... Hold on, I got a yawn. Oh, came out of nowhere. Uh, you're going to start Aaron Rodgers. going to start uh, Devontae Adams. And then with Aaron Jones missing this week, A.J. Dillon, I think he's a smash play if you have them on your on your roster you put them in you're happy with life what happens Minnesota side obviously you're starting Kirk you're starting Dalvin Cook you're starting Justin Jefferson Thielen's a decent shot for a touchdown this week Uh, and Tyler Conklin actually I think he has a decent chance to put up another shot for a touchdown this week Um, I think we both have Green Bay winning just because I believe in the Aaron Rodgers effects that that's that's about that for
0: that all right, so our next matchup here, we have the Houston Texans taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think there's no question here, Jacob, that we both agree the Titans are going to win. Very scrappy team right now, how they're figuring it out. Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, maybe a little bit of McReynolds here, throwing a flavor of Adrian Peterson, and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, uh, first off, you said McReynolds, McNichols. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, I think from Houston, this, this is a you're big
0: disaster.
1: Okay. And now I'm hungry for a, a McBig Mac or mm-hmm. a McRib. Oh, they're back, baby. They are back.
0: It is. No Anyways, mover. stay focused. Stay focused.
1: <laughs> Tyrod Taylor's a decent start. I think he'd be, you know, okay. Just because they're going to pass to keep up Brandon cooks, you know, which also would be a decent start from Tennessee. You're starting Ryan Tannehill. You're still starting AJ Brown, even though you're a little bit more nervous about it. And then when it comes to the Tennessee running backs, honestly, if you have to start one, I'm starting Deonta Foreman. He's just looked the most consistent and the best running back that they've had since Derrick Henry had that injury.
0: All righty, so our next matchup here, we have New Orleans versus the Eagles and you and I both discussed, this was a tough game to pick, but we both agree that we think the saints are going to pull it out, but I I agree with you. I think it's going to be a close game, especially the way that they played the Titans close. I think Mark Ingram's going to have a good game. I'm crossing my fingers. Taysom Hill gets some more touches here. So that way in a couple of weeks, I don't feel like an idiot for starting them. And uh, yeah, I think think the Saints are going to keep marching along, marching on in. Ah, see what you did there. Professional. (laughs) Thank you. From a fantasy
1: perspective, I also agree that New Orleans should win. Um, From a fantasy perspective, Trevor Simeon's a decent, like, like super flex two quarterback. I mean, I think that he will have to pass the ball. Uh, we'll look to see if Alvin Kamara comes back and plays this week. If he does, obviously he's a smash play. I think Mark Ingram's still a halfway decent flex option because he's a touchdown or bus guy. You don't really want to start any of the wide receivers from New Orleans, but if you do, I think it's Marquez Callaway, Deonta Harris, and yeah. that that's it. Period. You don't want to start anyone else. Look, then you look at Philadelphia. You're starting Jalen Hurts. And I would still start Devonta. Actually, I wouldn't start Devonta Smith. I think he's going to get, going to get the Marshawn Lattimore treatment, and it's not going to end well for him. Yeah, I agree. But and so by that, you know, logic, I think Dallas Goddard takes a step up, and I think he has a decent week this week. And um, we're still waiting to see if Miles Sanders will clear, uh, get off the iron, come back and play this week. I know he's going to get activated. At least he should, if he hasn't already. But if he's is activated. Sure, play him. If not, I would stay away from the running back position.
0: All righty, so moving into our next matchup here, it's an AFC showdown, a rematch of last year's playoff game. We have the Indianapolis Colts traveling up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, I think we both agree here the Buffalo Bills are going to win, and with them kind of getting through some stuff last week against the New York Giants, I think they're going to come in and play a very good game. Sorry. Against the Jets. Who, Who did I say? giants oh gosh what's in new york (laughs) keep going move on (laughs) playing well against the jets i think they got that group right again and i fully expect them to have a good game against the colts because it's basically jonathan taylor and a whole lot of and maybe a little bit of michael Pittman.
1: this game was a little bit more difficult for me to call i mean i still chose buffalo because i agree with you i think last week they kind of you know evicted all those ghosts that were living inside of their head um From a fantasy aspect, I think from Indianapolis, you can start Carson Wentz. I mean, that defense has been notoriously tough, but also you have a good offensive line in front of him that should give him some time to pass. Uh, The pass catchers, you're starting Michael Pittman, and I don't want to start anybody else, but he might get Tredavious White, which isn't the best matchup, but also it was Michael Pittman who put up, I believe it was like seven for 99 last year in their playoff game against the Buffalo Bills, so – He's still – I think he still has a decent shot for good game. The running backs are still starting Jonathan Taylor. I don't care who they play. They can play the 85 Bears, and you're still playing Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Then you look at the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen smash play, Stephon Diggs smash play. I think Cole Beasley's in for a sneaky good game, uh, just because if that Indianapolis front seven can get pressure on Josh Allen, he won't really have time to look deep for Stephon Diggs, which will make me sad, but it's fine. Make you sad too. We can cry together. Yeah. Running backs, I don't really – if I have to start a Buffalo running back, I want to start Zach Moss, but I really don't want to start one. So if you can avoid them,
0: okay. All righty. So moving into our next matchup here, an AFC East matchup, we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the New York Jets. I think we both agree here. The J- Dolphins, or sorry, the Jets, will probably put up an interesting game, but the Dolphins will succeed because Brian Flores has that defense playing lights out right now. Mm-hmm. You have Miles Gaskin, which is kind of eh, a little 50-50 there, and then at quarterback, you don't really want to start anybody, but maybe Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker if you're in a deep flex or wide receiver three. Well, Devontae yeah. Parker's on IR, so. Yeah, well, there you go. Dayquil. He's on Dayquil, everybody.
1: Miles Jacecki. Gise- <laughs> Dayquil. <laughs> so, from Miami on a fantasy looks, on a here, you here, I honestly would love to start Tua to Tungabalo against the Jets. I think it's going to be a great week for him. Miles Gaskin, I think, is a flex. You're not comfortable with it, but he should be able to produce and be okay. But I'm starting Jalen Waddle every week. I'm just enthused as a Dolphins fan what he's shown us, even though it hasn't translated necessarily to fantasy success. Mm-hmm. He's shown us that he does have the ability to be a number one guy. Just give him another year of progression, and I think he'll be great. Start Mike Jacecki just because he's a top ten tight end, and you're going to play him. On the Jets, I'm starting Michael Carter and Elijah Moore maybe uh maybe Corey Davis as a flex but the only person I really have confidence in is Michael Carter just because that team is garbage and he is the person he's the garbage man for that team
0: he always he gets the job done but who would have thought beginning of the year that in week 11 we would be saying that three Jets offensive players would be startable ish
1: I mean I think you can make the argument that we saw one I think Michael Carter was the one where we were like okay think he should but other than that you're right it's kind of shocking and gives me gas a little bit
0: yeah and we're getting close to week 15 so Jamison Crowder will have like a random 30 point game and everyone's oh, like kind of, oh we got it we got it, to get him." it is inevitable <laughs> all righty so our next matchup here we have the uh, San Francisco 49ers who just came off of a slacking of the Rams against the Jacksonville Jaguars here um I think Kyle Shanahan and company with that offense healthy, uh, picking the 49ers to win and win big. I, I, I think the 49ers will win,
1: but I will not say big because I kind of want put, to put them on upset alert because I don't, I feel like they're going to be on an emotional high and they're going to come in like Buffalo did against the Jaguars. Like, oh, it's the Jaguars. Who cares? We're going to beat them by 30. Plus, Jacksonville looked a lot better last week whenever they were playing their game against the Colts, right? Yep. Yeah. They, they actually looked pretty good. Now, I think the key for that team is clearly getting Marvin Jones going because he's essential, but no, that's just me being sad. From a fantasy standpoint, start Jimmy G. If Elijah Mitchell plays, you're starting him. If he doesn't, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is probably the guy, but if Jermichael Hasty's on waivers, pick him up, see what happens. You're smash starting Debo Samuel. I think Brandon Ayuk can be a flex player. George Kittle playing. From Jacksonville, you're starting James Robinson because he's just that good. I, then Dan Arnold, and other than that, I'm no thanks. Hard pass.
0: Yep. Out on Marvin Jones. Unfortunately.
1: But watch, this is going to be the game where he goes off for, you know, 10 for a buck 28 and two touchdowns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All righty. So, our next matchup here, we have the Detroit Lions, the no longer winless Detroit Lions against the Cleveland Browns, who I feel like both teams desperately need a win, but I feel like the Browns are going to be able to prevail. And when I think on that offense, you're starting whoever the healthy running back is mm-hmm. Maybe Donovan, Donovan, Peoples, Jones or Jarvis, probably not really Jarvis, but probably Donovan, Peoples, Jones. And then, of course, Baker,
1: the only person on that team, I really want to start whoever the starting running back is because Nick Chubb should clear covered protocols. Keyword should. Um, but if he doesn't, then Dearness Johnson is still a smash play. I'm from the Detroit Lions. You're obviously starting DeAndre Swift. You're not playing a wide receiver. And as unfortunate as it is for me, you still kind of have to start TJ Hawkinson. But it sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> TJ seconds in. move on. All righty. So our next matchup here, we have the Ravens taking on the Chicago Bears. I think you and I both agree Baltimore is going to win. I think the players that you're able to start there, of course, is Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Lamar, and whoever the running back of the week is, wow. which I guess in this case is Devontae. I mean, you could. I, I would stay away from that running back position. Uh, start the guys you
1: said, including I think Rashad Bateman's going to a good, good oh, option yeah. for a flex. Bateman, yeah. From Chicago,
0: I just want to start David Montgomery and nobody else. That's end of the list. That defense. Hey, Allen Robinson Robinson had his best game of the year last week. Congratulations for Allen Robinson. <laughs> Alrighty, so moving into our next matchup here. We have a Carolina Panthers reunion. We have Ron Rivera and the Washington football team taking on Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Didn't think you were going to say that again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's the CMC show. Uh, probably a little bit of DJ Moore, probably a little bit of Robbie Anderson. Maybe Cam if he's starting, But uh, and then on the Washington side, you have, of course, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas if he comes off of IR. And then, of course, Taylor Heineke if you're just needing a super flex quarterback.
1: See, this game was a, was difficult for me because Washington has the healthier team on the whole, even though they just lost Chase Young. Carolina, they have a transition quarterback coming in. So, I mean, everything is kind of murky, but I still chose Carolina because I sided with Christian McCaffrey and that defense who's been playing good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, from Carolina, like, if Cam Newton starts sh- – I probably wouldn't. I want to see it a week, but if you're absolutely stuck, go for it. Uh, CMC's smash top five play. I will start DJ Moore, but very trepidatiously and have limited expectations. Then you look at Washington. I mean, I would honestly, Terry McLaurin's probably about the only one that I would have any confidence in. But I think uh, Heineke and Antonio Gibson will have decent games, but nothing that you're going to like be excited about.
0: All right, so moving into our next matchup here, both these teams need a win. We have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the Death Star, taking on the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. So for the Raiders, we have, of course, Derek Carr, uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Bryant Edwards, if you're just needing a wide receiver, and then Josh Jacobs, and then uh, Kenyon Drake, if you're just having by apocalypse on your team.
1: Yeah, um, from a fan, I mean, I'm I'm actually picking Cincinnati to win by 20 points, TBH. I oh, think I, it's I,
0: I'm I'm picking Cincinnati too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be a Jamar chase game. I think it's going to be great. Uh, you're starting Joe Burrow. You're starting Joe Mixon. You're starting Jamar chase. I think T Higgins is a good option this week. Um, Las Vegas, you mentioned everyone. I mean, you're starting Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro is the best non-zero I've seen since Danny Woodhead. And then you're <laughs> definitely still slamming Darren Waller. Uh, yes. Danny that was a Danny Budhead. Woodhead reference for you.
0: Ding, 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 ding. Secret word of the day. Danny Woodhead. All right. So real quick on this. So shoot, I forgot. Oh, is Jonathan Abrams still the safety for the Raiders? Because I'm really curious about that matchup with the Raiders secondary against Jamar Chase, because that's going to be fun because Joe is going to give he's going to do that like weird side eye thing to Jamar. Like, hey, I know the play calls for a slant, but why don't you go for for giggles? You know, (laughs) like, go.
1: (laughs) I'm not real sure. I think he's still back there, but I am not scared because. There's no one in that secondary that I think can compete with Jamar Chase. I know he's like earlier in the year, they kind of locked up Marquise Brown, but I think Jamar Chase is a different animal compared to Marquise Brown because not only is he blazingly fast, he can also make the really difficult catches and be physical going over the middle. He's, Meanwhile, Marquise, he's like, he's kind of like a slightly heavier version of Devonta Smith. You don't want him to take too many hits because that paper might rip across his knee. And next thing you know, Paper Mario, which is a fantasy football Nickname for Devonta Smith will have a tear. Yeah. I
0: All righty. So moving on to our next matchup here. This is a big game. We have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs seem like they're seemingly back after this shellacking they gave the Raiders last week. Same thing with the Cowboys. They shellacked the Falcons, and it could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. I know it's early, it could, but it could, it, could, it, could it could be. Could be higher register. If,
1: dallas's defense keeps keeps playing like they did yeah they can make there because they can probably beat anybody at fantasy standpoint yes if you have someone in this game you're playing them and that's i genuinely mean that don't put the defenses that's a bad idea yeah but if you have an offensive person either,
0: either team yeah yeah i expect this game to be combined score well over 60 points i really do um, i taking Dallas. Of course you're taking Kansas city. So I am taking Kansas
1: city. Just, it makes me nervous because Dallas's defense is really good, but I feel like Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are just are back on the level that they were. It I, makes I'm me excited to, to say see that
0: digs against Hill though. That's going to be, he fun. can't keep up. It won't matter. <laughs> no, but it's not about keeping up. It's just seeing the matchup and seeing how this is going because this is a game. If you're a Cowboys fan going, okay, this is going to give validation for a lot of different things. I, I feel you know, like it, in my opinion, it's a very heavy game. And I am ex- this is
1: one Dallas game. I'm actually like stoked to watch because this yeah. is going to be fun.
0: All righty. So the next matchup we have here, we have an NFC West matchup. We have Arizona versus Seattle. Uh, we're both picking the Cardinals to win. So caveats.
1: If Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> play, it's the Cardinals. If they don't play, then
0: it's the Seattle Seahawks. So I don't think it's close. Yep. Cause it's like Russell Wilson against everybody. And so, yeah. Like, this, this
1: yeah. We have an asterisk on this game again. Okay. So if you don't like it, get over it to our podcast. We do what we want.
0: <laughs> yeah. So on the Cardinals, I feel like you start everybody on, on the yeah. offense. That's this available.
1: Is, I'm starting everybody in this game as well, just because I mean, I I feel like Kyler Murray, if he's back and if DeAndre Hopkins are back, which I think personally, I feel like they will be. Yep. This is a divisional matchup. It has a lot of weight to it. Yep. And especially with the Rams losing, Uh, If Arizona wins this game, they'll have, I think, a full game and a half on the Cardinals or on the Rams. And so I think this game will mean a lot to them. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, fire him up. You're starting, you know, James Conner, I think flipping over to uh, and yeah, start Zach Ertz. You'll hear about him in a second. Yep. Uh, Seattle, Russell Wilson, I think you play him. Kind of nervous, but I think another week removed from getting that pin out of his finger, he'll be great. Staying away from the running game until we get some clarity. Wide receiver. <clears throat> You're dying. You're killing me with your COVID from Texas. <clears throat> <clears throat> God, talk. Oh,
0: All right, so for the wide receivers, we're starting DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, even though that they're still kind of up in the air, depending on you know how well Russell's. <laughs>
1: okay I'm okay.
0: There? I'm good. You a little pepper in the throat. I'm great. Let's, let's do it. Football. So, yeah. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett.
1: <laughs> yep. Play them. Don't. Should have traded Tyler Lockett after week two. Told you to do that a long time ago. It's your own fault by now.
0: All righty. So, last two matchups here. So, the Sunday night football game is going to be Pittsburgh against the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Uh, Pittsburgh fought valiantly for a tie last week, and the Chargers shockingly lost last week. Um, I think we both agree here. The Chargers are going to win. I think you start everyone on the Chargers offense minus Mike Williams. Really? Is that what? Is, well, I was just wondering. I'm like, is that where we're going with this right now? I mean,
1: sure. I mean, cause like I would start everybody on the Chargers just because as of right now, Pittsburgh is gonna, most likely. Cause like I said earlier at the top of the show, <clears throat> Mike Tom, God, my throat's going out. Mike Tomlin came out and said that right now they're planning to play their next game without big Ben without uh, TJ Watt and without, I think it was one of their corners. So this game, I think the Chargers are going to feast. I think it's going to be a little bit of anger you're going to see come out for losing last game, how they lost it. Um, I'm expecting a big game from Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert and company. On Pittsburgh, you're starting Najee Harris because it's going to be great. The the brand of defense that the Chargers plays says, please run the ball. We're not going to let you pass, but please run the ball. So I think Najee's in line for a big game. I don't want to start any passing options. I mean, yeah, like Deontay did decent last yeah. week. That's probably the only one outside of that. I, I don't want a piece of anybody. I think Pat Fryermouth is a decent option for a touchdown, but I'm not excited to start him.
0: All righty, so our last matchup of the week is a Monday Night Football game. We have the New York Giants taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think after the Bucks lost this past week against the uh, Washington football team, I think the Bucks are in great position to, to win. I know the giants are a scrappy team, but I'm, I'm i mean, I'm still picking the Bucs start anybody on that offense minus Rojo. Mm-hmm. And then um, for the giants, I think you start Daniel Jones. If you need a deep super flex quarterback, of course, Saquon. And then from the wide receivers, maybe Sterling, Evan Ingram,
1: I mean, the thing about this game is, first off, Tampa should win this game. The thing that's interesting, though, is Tampa Bay's secondary is not that great. And right. Daniel Jones has shown us the ability to throw the ball on people. Right. Especially when he has some decent options. So I think Saquon Barkley will get his money from the passing game, not necessarily the rushing game. The wide receivers, I don't know if I want to start any of them and feel okay with it. Yeah. I'd probably start Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. But it's just I'm not excited about anybody. On Tampa, you know, you're starting Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You're starting everybody with the tight end TBH. But I mean, this this will be interesting. But and we'll, ooh, segment for next podcast maybe or sometime next in the future playoff yeah. schedules. Ooh, time to start looking. We'll do it.
0: We'll Put do it on it. the books. Put it on the books. It's on the books. Making mental notes. Alrighty, we made it through our picks for the week 11 matchups um, goldmine game of the week. What is it boss? Uh, New Orleans
1: versus Philadelphia makes me nervous to say, but I feel like both of those teams play a brain of football that is boom or bust. I feel like this week will be a boom game. Don't be afraid to play people. I think Devonta Smith, even though earlier I said, I probably wouldn't play him. It's just because I feel like he's going to be three points or 23 points. I don't think there's going to be an in-between with him but I think it's going to be a fun game to watch.
0: All righty. Let's uh, let's run through these sleepers and get the heck out of here because my nose is running and your throat is uh tight disappearing. Up. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. You just, just list off all
1: your people. We'll,
0: we'll do it. All right. So quarterback, I have Justin Fields because he is the quarterback. And I feel like if that team is going to have any offense, it's going to go through him at running back. I have Tony Pollard because I feel like after this past weekend against the Falcons, he has potential for a really good game and the Kansas city chiefs don't have that great of a defense. So I feel like maybe he'll be able to squirm out a touchdown here or there, but uh, that's the reason we call it a sleeper pick at wide receiver. I have Elijah Moore. I think against the Dolphins, he has a good opportunity. Just he's going to get targets. So hopefully Zach Wilson or Mike White or who, who knows who's throwing him the ball, be able to give him a couple of targets. Then it tied in. I have Tyler Conklin. Uh, he's, he's been playing well the last couple of weeks. And I think that's going to continue. Uh, mm-hmm. And then for defense, I have the green Bay Packers. Okay. Uh,
1: I like it it's the green Bay one might come back to haunt you because Minnesota does have an explosive offense.
0: True, but it's a divisional matchup. So I was like, they're getting healthy. Is that so in Lambeau like,
1: or is that century bank? Century? League no, field? it's
0: in century bank, but I okay, feel like with okay. the Packers defense getting healthy, they're getting stingier. And especially with a rod back and just giving like no Fs whatsoever. I respect like, at all. He just walking around and be like, I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't.
1: So for my sleepers, if Cam Newton is starting, I think you can start him. It's a good matchup to do it against a defense that's still kind of reeling, even though they're coming off of a big win against the Buccaneers. Um, my other option, though, I think is Tua Tagovailoa. I think you start him. I think he could be a top 10 quarterback this week against the Jets. Speaking of the Jets, Michael Carter. I think he can play him. He'll be a top 15 option just because Miami Dolphins, yes, they have. They showed us a great defense last week, but historically – they haven't been that great this year. And so I think if anything, he's going to catch a lot of checkdowns from whoever the quarterback is. And every time he catches the ball, that's some points. Uh, my other option is if Damien Harris doesn't play, I think Ramondre Stevenson is just an absolutely amazing play because Atlanta, as we saw against the Cowboys, didn't look that great against the ground game. Ask Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. For wide receivers, I chose Rashad Bateman because the Chicago Bears are just giving up bukus of points to wide receivers. So Rashad Bateman, who was six for 80 last week, I think he is showing us that he's actually going to be using this offense. Uh, My tight end is Zach Ertz. A little bit on edge about that one just because it's Zach Ertz and it's the Cardinals offense. Uh, But Seattle is currently giving up the – they are number 20 against the tight ends in fantasy points allowed. Found that as a fantasy pros. Thank you, fantasy pros, for doing effort that I currently cannot. Uh, And then my defense, I'm choosing the Los Angeles Chargers because I think that with Derwin James getting um, Asante Samuel Jr. back, getting their other cornerback, getting a little bit healthier in the secondary it's going to lead to some picks from Mason Rudolph. And so I think they're a good start. Once again, trade deadlines. OG and Stranger Danger. Week 12, that's literally right around the corner. Empire week 13, it's around the other corner. So it's still coming up pretty quick.
0: All righty. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring this episode 55 to a close. We would just like to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. And if it's your first time listening to us, why don't you check out that back catalog, hashtag grow the show. And listen, we're not always
1: popping off of Dayquil and just struggle busting. Okay. It's usually slightly better, but yeah, I'm
0: not going to go on the IR. Um, <laughs> he's out
1: for three weeks. Casey, Dayton, getting a
0: call. <laughs> All righty. So uh please listen to us wherever you may be listening to podcasts such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher.
1: And if you have interest in a bonus episode, send us a GD so cheesecake or pumpkin spice roll recipe. Okay. Ha! I need
0: it. Sopapilla cheesecake.
1: (laughs) Exactly what he said. Uh, You can send us those recipes on Twitter at misfit underscore FF, or if it's a family recipe and you want to keep it secret, you can send it to our email at v.misfit.ff at gmail.com, where we will answer any and all of your fantasy football-related questions, plus tell you what to wear to work tomorrow. Tomorrow, if you're living more in the northern part of the world, kind of like myself, it's going to start off warm, but by 6 o'clock, it's going to feel like it's 45 outside. So wear layers. If you're down south where you are, just... Keep wearing athletic it's be wear. be in the 70s. I mean, it's like, it's spring slash summer down there until it's December 20th, and then it's cold for three days, and then you're back to 80s.
0: Yeah, it's currently 73 outside. It's feeling pretty great. Not gonna I respect lie. that. I mean, that's cool, but you know what's actually cool? Cool weather. Yep. No, I agree. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, with that, we say goodbye for now. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you all back here on Tuesday for episode 56.
1: I wish you luck in your fantasy matchups, unless you're playing me, in which case screw you. I hope your team sucks. Alrighty. Well, with that, we say is. goodbye. Deuces.